Now, this sounds more like what I was supposed to. Yes, 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 that's a good thing. You know, as I came here the first time right now, you know, the first thing I noticed, I noticed that there's a beautiful crowd that I am staring at. And I would like to ask you two favors, if it's possible, okay? Uh, if you could just uh, maybe either turn to the left or to the right and give each other a big, warm smile. Okay, 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 okay. The second one is that I would love for you guys to give me a smile. That's right. And let us show that, uh, what is it, that Colgate smile. Now, I got two takeaways today that I believe that the scripture is trying to speak to us. First one is Jesus is talking about life in general. Just simply about life. You know, it's about everyday life. Second, Jesus would be, oops, Jesus would be talking to us about everyday decisions that we make. You know, we make decisions every day. The minute we rise up to the minute when we fall asleep, whether we want to cuddle or whether we don't want to cuddle, whether we want to stay up, whether we want to go sleep with our, our, our wives, want to go and sleep first and us watch a little bit of more TV or whatever, or devotional time, whatever it, whatever it is that you do during your daily life. I believe that the scripture is going to talk to us about that. There, there is this quote that I picked up from C.S. Lewis that goes something like this. There is no neutral ground in the universe. Every square inch, every split second is claimed by God and counter claimed by Satan. There is no neutral ground. Either you're gaining weight or you're losing weight. Either you are advancing towards God. Or you just kind of hit the reverse gear and you're just going backwards. Or either you're just spinning. Your tires are just spinning and you ain't going nowhere. And that's true, brothers and sisters. Before we go, let us, let us pray for a second, okay? We just thank you, God, for just today, God. We thank you that your word is alive, that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And also, too, that it pierces even to the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow. And it's able to judge the thoughts and intentions of our hearts, God. Let your word speak to us, God. We thank you and we ask you this in Jesus' name. Today's text is going to be based on a gospel of Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14. I'm going to try to see if I could stay within those 
two verses. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14. And just for the sake of, of uh, titling this message, which I previously have said that I never title message, but all of a sudden I'm titling everything. It's called The Road Less Traveled. The Road Less Traveled. So it, it starts right there with this verse. It says, enter through the narrow gate. Enter through the narrow gate. And if you will be seeing me that I tend to stop and read and reread and we so just be patient with me. Enter. Jesus said, enter through the narrow gate. Enter through the narrow gate. I mean, think about this. Here's Jesus telling us to enter. To enter. And then the definition of enter is to move or pass into a place. That is the that is one of the definitions, uh, definitions for the word enter. But here is Jesus telling us or telling those people at the time to enter. Enter. Now you might take this as a warning. You might take this as a command. Or you might take this as just uh, something where not too important. But here is Jesus telling us to enter. Enter, in this case, enter through the narrow gate. And of course, we're going we're gonna to talk about the narrow gate. But for right now, you know, what I want to focus is, is that Jesus is telling us to enter through the narrow gate. And I believe that there is much more there in those verses where I believe that Jesus is, is, is talking about more than what is said. You know, when he's saying enter, enter in through the narrow gate, you know, there's a reason why Jesus is telling us to enter. Now we think about that and we wonder, you know, what is Jesus is trying to describe? Either we, either he was somewhere where there was a narrow gate, and maybe he was there in that town where there was a narrow gate. But nevertheless, I believe it's a metaphor where he speaks to us in our own personal lives in the direction that Jesus are, is wanting for us to go. You know, in these verses right here, as I was been meditating and thinking about them, you know, I I thought about what Jesus was trying to describe by him saying, enter through the narrow gate. You know, and and, and we, we think about the narrow gate and we and we the first thing that we think about is that there is this gate that, that is so small that that we cannot walk in through or going through. 
And, and, and the first thing we, we try to th uh, think about is that we try to put ourselves in, uh, we mentally try to think uh, as far as physically, are we able to go in through this? And I think that we need to trans transcend ourselves to go beyond of what the scriptures is trying to say. You know, when Jesus said, enter through the narrow gate, you know, obviously he's trying to tell us because we're able to. And if we think about it, you know, we, we you know, and I thought about this uh, earlier uh, as I was meditating and seeking the Lord, you know, I think that if anything, we, we are to diet. We are to diet ourselves into entering. And then the first thing we think about dieting, we obviously think about our physical uh, bodies, but I think it's speaking more about our spiritual lives, how Jesus commands us or gives us a warning that we must enter through this narrow gate. And of course, you know, um, Jesus is calling us to enter. And in order for you to grasp just even the beginning of this word enter, you must transcend so that we understand. You could take that as an invitation or advisement or a warning or an opinion or even a commandment or worse of it to ignore it. I mean, there is a reason why Jesus was commanding his people or even today now for us to enter through the narrow gate. And we're going to get to the point of the reason why Jesus telling us to enter through the narrow gate. And then the, it continues in verse number, that same verse, it says, For the gate is wide, and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And you know what I thought about that? It seems to me that the gate that is wide, the way that is broad, does not necessarily mean for us to, you know, it just seems to me that it's just, you could just kind of walk in. You know, but in contrast with the narrow gate is that we need to focus. We need to, as my wife mentions it, we need to be intentional. And if you're, if you, we're going to look at these verses and we're going to, uh, it's quick for us to think that it's talking about eternal life. But I truly believe that it's talking about more just internal life. It's talking about life now, today, right now. Jesus is commanding us for us to walk through the narrow gate. Because when we decide to walk through that narrow gate, there needs to be a focus. There needs to be an intentionality. You know, there needs to be, uh, as I wrote here, we need to be, it needs to be a precise. We need to be disciplined in order for us to walk through the narrow gate, in order for us to enter through the narrow gate. In a world where there is uncertainty, our path should be a path of discipline. In order for us to enter through the narrow gate, we need to 
as I said, we need to be intentional. We need to be focused. And as you can, as we continue in verse 13, it speaks about the broad and the wide gate. It seems to me that in that gate, you could just, you know, walk in. I mean, if you really wanted to, you could even close your eyes and just come on, walk in. Better yet, you could even invite somebody to walk in through that gate. You could even make that a, a buddy system. You know, you could even invite your, your you know, and if, even better yet, you could, the whole church could walk into that gate if you really wanted to. Because it doesn't take any focus and, and, and taking it more to a, our personal lives. I mean, we could live a, a Christian life undisciplined. I mean, we could just be Christians by name and have no focus, no intentionality. No, no, uh, no, uh, as I said, no discipline. Entering through the narrow gate, it takes to be selfless. And then we're going to, as I said, we're going to go to the verse of what are the benefits of entering through this narrow gate. But one thing we do know is that in the middle of that verse, it says, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. There is a proverb in Proverbs chapter 14, 12, which says, there is, there is a way that seems right to man, but in the end it leads to destruction. There is a, there is a saying in, 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 in Mexican tradition that if you are heading in certain direction, and you don't bump your head with Satan, there could be possibility that you might be heading in the same direction he is. You know, sometimes we, we sometimes we you know, sometimes we are so confident with ourselves that we are heading in the right direction. But Jesus said, enter through the narrow gate. I mean, you're talking about. I mean, we could just imagine what a narrow gate looks like. And for some of us, and maybe the majority of us, we would have to be doing some dieting. And I'm not talking about the physical, brothers and sisters. I'm talking about the spiritual. And this gate, to me, it seems like it's a difficult gate. I think this gate that Jesus was talking about, it seems to me that it's not easy to access you understand you don't you can just walk in in like the wide gate with your eyes closed and say oh yeah we're here i mean jesus said in verse 13 it's for the way is broad that the it says for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction and one of the things that i believe that goes with with entering this wide gate or this broad way is that I believe is 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 being um, it's it's being uh, uh, is uh, how could I say this? It's just simply not just living life just for the sake of you know just not really 
not really focusing on your Christian walk. As Christians, I'm talking to Christians here. I'm, I'm speaking to people that are followers of Jesus Christ. You know, and if you really think about it, the, the road and the, the way that leads to destruction, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a road, it's a, it's a way that, that it's, it, you're, not, you know, you're not disciplined. You know, you're more engaged in entertainment. You're more uh, uh, really just, you know, you know, having the attitude that, that we're going to be here forever. But the truth is, brothers and sisters, is that we are just passing through. One day we're here and next day we're gone. So every day should be a day where we living as living a life as we are as we have entered through the narrow gate. And then it says right here in the same verse, it says, For the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it. There are many who enter through it. I mean, there seems to me that there's just free access. You know, you could just kind of just walk in and, and, and you know, right? and, uh, it's easy to get there. It's easy to walk in. You know, but when Jesus was talking about the narrow gate, Speaking about the life that we as Christians shall live as we enter this gate, it is, a, it is a life of focus. It is a life of intentionality. It is a life of, 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 of as Paul said, uh, uh, as Paul said in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 9, verse 27, or, or the verse before that, it's like uh, fighting not like, Somebody hitting the air, but, you know, hitting our goals. And, and that's what I believe that it's, it's, it's to the root of the issue here. Is that as Christians, brothers and sisters, God has called us to live a, 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 a disciplined life. And obviously, I'm not trying to point any fingers, brothers and sisters, because each one of us would give an account for for our own lives. I mean, if anything, I need to look to me and see, okay, well, where am I? What am I not doing? You know? And we look at this verse and we, some of, for some of us, we've memorized this verse. We're probably able to quote this verse and even know the meaning of it. But Jesus, speaking to the people there, he said, enter through the narrow gate. Now, if you notice here on verse, in the, in the other gate, in the gate that Jesus spoke about, he didn't say enter. He's not saying enter in the wide gate. No, he didn't say. He said enter through the narrow gate. In the other gate, he just says, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And, and there are many who enter through it. You know, in, in these two verses, brothers and sisters, um, uh, we, as, uh, as I was uh, reading concerning uh, uh, destruction, is that, and Paul wrote about these verses, is that there was even, in that time, certain people 
or even certain churches that their faith had shipwrecked. You know, they had, you know, they, and, and we need to be careful with that because even in our own faith, we could, you know, we could shipwreck our faith. You know, we need to be, we need to be alert. We need to be, we need to wake up on a daily basis with that desire to know what is it that God has for us today. And then, of course, we, we see here in the end of verse 13, it says, and there are many who enter through it. There are many, many, many that are on that direction, in that road. You know, it's, it's, as Jesus said, it's, it's, it's wide and it's broad. You know, and you don't, it don't take much discipline. You know, it don't take much uh, doing something. You know, it, and I'll be honest with you, even the lazy people could go into that. You know, you don't have no desire to read God's word. He thinks that because he has, he's, he says because he has uh, prayed the uh, prayer of salvation, he's good, he's in. Now, brothers and sisters, Jesus said, enter through the narrow gate. And the narrow gate is small. It takes work, it takes discipline, it takes dedication. It takes intentionality to serve Jesus. Cannot just wake up and say, okay, um, that's it, I'm good. That's why Jesus said, for the gate is for the gate is wide and the and the and the way is broad, because it doesn't take much. I mean, you spend your life just living just for yourself. For yourself. And I don't mean to be hard or strong on, on nobody, but the truth is, brothers and sisters, the times that we're living in today, it's enough, it is a time that we must rise. We must rise as Christians and let our light shine. It is then that, that, that others will see the light and say, you know what? I mean, God is, I mean, we are living in, we are living in, in, in times where the Christians should be awakened. You know, as some said, there needs to be a reformation of the church. And I'm, just, I'm so blessed that we, we are in a church here where the word of God is being preached. The spirit of God is, is willing. You know, remember the story where Jesus told his disciples, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So Jesus here encourages us, warns us, commands us to enter through the narrow gate. It seems to me that everything that is in the narrow gate is not as easy to get in. You got to physically exercise, not physically, but spiritually exercise to enter through the narrow gate. We need to you know, it, you know, in, if we think about it, why is it that Jesus said the narrow gate? Why couldn't it be just easy? Well, because, you know, I, I have always said this, brothers and sisters, this salvation is free. But to follow God or to follow Jesus is going to cost you your life. You know, some of us, we've given up in our own lives. You know, in a sense where we're, 
We think we arrived already. We're not doing anything. You know, the Bible speaks of speaks about of those to endure to the end. Not halfways. To the end. It is time for us to rise up and, as Paul said, finish the race. We need to finish to the end, brothers and sisters. But as Jesus said, enter, enter, enter through the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. Now we turn to verse 14. It says, for the gate is small. I mean, the gate is small, brothers and sisters. How many of us could really fit in? How many, could, how many of us could really, if we wanted to, slip in? Just get in there. I mean, why is it that Jesus makes it difficult? Why couldn't he just said, you know, open the door wide open. Come on in. You know why? Because maybe some of them that ain't supposed to be in there shouldn't go in there. It's going to cost you, brothers and sisters. It's going to cost you. You want to serve Jesus? It's going to cost you to serve Jesus. None of us have came to the point, not even Paul said. You know, in Philippians, it speaks about him saying, I have not arrived yet. And it is, it is, and if anything, I believe it's, it's, it's a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call for us to rise up and know that the life that we have called to live, it's a life of dedication, a life of devotion. It's a life of discipline. It's a life of, of, of desiring to want to please God on a daily basis. It's a life of, as Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live it by faith in the Son of God who gave his life up for me. Brothers and sisters, it says in verse 14, it says, For the gate is small and the way is narrow. I mean, how difficult could that be, brothers and sisters? I mean, it seems to me that Jesus made it difficult for us. But there's a reason why, brothers and sisters. It is when we're disciplined. It is when we're dedicated. And it is, it is when we are devoted to Jesus. As the continuum of that verse says, in verse 14, that leads to life. That really leads to life. If you think you're living, brothers and sisters, enter through the narrow gate and you will find life. You will find the true meaning of life. You will be able to weather anything in life if you enter through the narrow gate. Brothers and sisters, your prayers will be answered if you enter through the narrow gate. Because in the narrow gate, brothers and sisters, at verse 14, 14 says, it leads to life. That, that is what true life is. True life is, is entering through the narrow gate. Because it's on the other side that Jesus... If you think you're going to find Jesus 
where you're just going to live a life of leisure and you're not going to do nothing and you're going to be lazy and you're just, it's okay, I'm a Christian. No, brothers and sisters, Jesus said, enter through the narrow gate. That is where life is at. That is where life is found, brothers. It's found in Jesus. But in order to get to Jesus, we need to enter through the narrow gate. And isn't that sometimes difficult? That is, and Jesus never said it's going to be easy. He said, in this world, you will have trials. But be of good cheer. Why? Because I have overcome the world. Brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, life is found through the narrow gate. That's where life is at, brother. And, and I wrote this about life, it says, and the truth is, um, is uh, I wrote this, you will never experience totality of life unless you enter through the narrow gate. You know, brothers and sisters, the few human potential as a Christian is found through the narrow gate. You want to you wanna be a super Christian? You know, and I'm not talking about nothing like this, superheroes or nothing like that. I'm talking about a Christian. You will find it, brothers and sisters, as you enter through the narrow gate. That is when you, that is when you begin to live for Christ. When you allow the, uh, your life of a disciplined Christian, dedicated, devoted to Christ, letting your light shine, Loving your brothers and sisters, loving your wife, and respecting your parents, and doing all the things that the Word of God teaches. There, brothers and sisters, is where life is at. But that's why Jesus said, enter through the narrow gate. The gate is small. It's small, brothers and sisters. Can I feed? I, I don't know. Maybe I'll try it. Even if I rub some Vaseline and try to see if I could. You know what I mean, brothers and sisters? Brothers and sisters, we will never experience the life of Jesus unless we enter through the narrow gate. Brothers and sisters, we need to... But the narrow gate is not a gate that not anybody can enter, brothers. Just because you're entered doesn't mean your neighbor's going to be able to enter. It's going to take dedication. It's going to take discipline. It's going to take a, a heart devoted to Jesus Christ and His Word. It's going to take for us to pray on a daily basis. It's going to take for us to have a, an attitude of prayer as we live a life. It's going to take, as, as, as a monk said many years ago, it's, a, it's going to take about practicing God in our lives. That's what's going to take, brothers and sisters. And only then, brothers, will we be able to evangelize our community for Jesus Christ. Where our light shines so bright that people will say, what's going on over there? Is there another fire over there? Is there are we to call the, the fire department because I see something up here in that hill that's burning? Well, you know what it's going to be, brothers? That's when, that's when Moses stood before God. And Mount Sinai. He said, take off your sandals. For you're standing on holy ground. Brothers and sisters. Look at what it says in the end of that verse. For the gate is small. And the way is narrow. That leads to life. 
And then look at it, what it says, and there are few, there are few who find it. There are few who find it. And I'm not trying to exclude nobody. But what I'm trying to say, brother, is that in order for you to enter into the narrow gate, you need to find it. It's not like the broad and the, the, the wide gate where you could just walk in blindly and maybe encourage your friends and just, come on in, everybody. It's not talking about that kind of gate. This one, you have to search for it. This one, you have to be intentional about it. This one is the one where you have to rise up on a daily basis and say, okay, okay God, I'm going to serve you today. Help me. I want to serve you. You know, I want to I I hear your voice. I want your spirit to guide me. So another thing, too, that, I, that this searching uh, um, for the, and where it speaks about, and there are a few who find it, obviously you have to search for it. It brings me back to a, a story in the Bible where it speaks about a woman that, lost, that had 10 silver coins, and he lost one. And the Bible says that she carried up her house, you know, looking for that one silver coin. And of course, we know the story that after she had found it, she was happy and she called our friends and they had such a great party. That's what the narrow gate is at, brothers. Say so you have to search for it. You have to look for it. It's not going to come to you. You ain't nobody special. I'm nobody special. You have to do something about the gate. You need to go to the gate. Do you understand, brothers and sisters? This is what Jesus is saying. Enter. Jesus is not stopping nobody. He's, if anything, he's telling you to enter. He's calling you, challenging you today in life. Enter, to, enter through the narrow gate. It is a narrow gate, brothers and sisters. It's not a wide. I can't just walk in there with my eyes closed and think that I, no, it's going to take dedication. It's going to take discipline. It's going to take devotion. It's going to take me being intentional and wanting to serve Christ, studying His Word, allowing His Word to penetrate us. What it says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. It says, for the Living word is like a sword that pierces to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. Brothers and sisters, and it says, uh, and there are few who find it. There are few who find it. There are few who find it, brothers and sisters. You know, we look at the... Uh, I can contrast as far as two gates one jesus tells you to enter the other one jesus sees many going in through them you know it's kind of like following the world you know the crowd you know having a you know just you know just do what they do and you know what happens with that is within your mind you think it's okay i'll repent i mean we might not say it but we're living it you know, we might not thinking, but we're acting it. You know, we're acting, we're living like, you know, like there is no tomorrow. Like, and, and if you really pay attention, isn't that's the way the world is? I mean, they just, you know, they just have no care. 
Little do we know that tomorrow I, we could die. That's why Jesus said, enter through the narrow gate. Today, enter. Today, enter through the narrow gate. And, you know, and as I was saying is that in the, the narrow gate, he says, enter in the wide. You know, he doesn't sees many following it, brothers and sisters. And I think I overstayed my time, brothers and sisters. But you guys understand what I'm trying to say. That when Jesus said, enter through the narrow gate, as we know already, it's a narrow gate. And when Jesus said, for the gate is small, and the way is narrow, that leads to life. And few find it, and there are few who find it. He's telling us, brothers and sisters, enter through that narrow gate. Make, make a decision today. Let this day, not because I preach, not because, no, no, because what the Bible says. Make a decision today to enter through the narrow gate. What's it going to take? It's going to take discipline. What's it going to take? It's going to take dedication. What's it going to take? It's going to take devotion. What's it going to take? It's going to take coming to church. What's it going to take? It's going to take walking in the spirit instead of walking in the flesh, denying the flesh, crucifying the flesh. What's it going to take? It's going to take praying to God and asking God, Help me change my situation. I want to do something for God. I don't want to just be a statistic. I don't want to just be just somebody that just, you know, I'm a Christian. No, you're not just a Christian. You're more than a Christian, brothers and sisters. You're called. Remember when Jesus said, go therefore and make disciples? He has commanded you. He has commissioned you already. He has commanded you already. He's commissioned you. You're commissioned. You go. Remember what pastor says? Go. So let us take these words that Jesus spoke to heart. And let us do something. And I'm speaking about all of us. When, it, when we speak about the narrow gate. None of us are old enough. None of us are young enough. You know, and I, I want to make sure that you are included. You're not excluded. I want to make sure, I want to make sure that you understand that if you're still alive, there's a reason why you're still alive. You know, you, you know, well, no, no, pray. Well, no, no, no. Do something. You know, because sometimes we come to a point where, oh, that's it. No, you're no, 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 that's it. Jesus said, or Paul said, to those that endure unto the end. Not halfways, no, no, to the end. Until we uh, breathe our last air uh, in our lungs. That's it. You can't do nothing about it. There's no, uh, what is it called? Middle spot or middle place. Uh, purgatory, or I can't pray you out of there. And no, no, I could pray for you here alive. And I think this is right now when I could pray, but I can't, you know, 
Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day we could do something about it. Anyways, brothers and sisters, let us pray. And, and I hope I didn't come across too strong, but with uh, much love and respect. And, and uh, uh, you know, I come to you as a humble individual because, you know, I, I try to be like that with me. You know, I, you know what, what, you know what, what, do not deceive yourself. Remember what it says, do not deceive yourself, for God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that is what he's going to reap. You know, I try not to lie to myself. And nobody's going to, nobody's going to be able to point sins in my life. I do a good job. I know the things that I fail. I know the things that, though sometimes I'm a little ignorant on certain things, but I'm a pretty good judger myself. And I want to be like that. Because the more I, I, the more I judge myself in a sense for where it makes me want to serve God, the, the better. The, the better for us. Amen. I mean, let us bow our heads for a few seconds and let us pray. We just thank you, God, for, for your word, God. It is your word, God. It's not my word, God. And at this moment, please dismiss all the things that maybe are not, that are just me, God. Dismiss them, God. Because I am, I am nobody, God. You are everything, God. So, so I pray that as, we, as, as your word has gone forth, God, that your word will do what it's, it's called to do, God. I thank you, God, for this opportunity, God, and, and, uh, and we just thank you, God. We ask that you would just continue to be with us. Uh, bless the food, God, that, that, that we're going to eat right now. God, let it nourish our bodies, but, but most of all, bless the fellowship, God. Let us enjoy ourselves and, and such a have a great time, God. And, and we thank you and we ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. It's, is somebody going to be praying uh, uh, out in here or nobody? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's stand for the doxology to close. Mm -hmm. Thank mm -hmm. you.